Welcome to another edition of Inspired Discussions. They call me Sibley. Serving people is who I am, is what I do. And I'm with my co-host. Remy, realizing energy made me. And as the YouTube audience sees, and for all our people that's listening, we got a special guest today. Got my brother, and I say my brother, he my cousin, but he's more he closer to a brother than he is a cousin, Rodney Ferguson. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate y'all having me on. I like what y'all got going here, man. Look forward to this. Hey, we, I'm looking forward to it too, man. And you know, like, right, I ain't gonna sit here and, and get into our history because that can be that's gonna be seen with the chemistry. Oh, that that, that we're gonna have right off rip. So it's just the absolute pleasure to have you here because I know the value that you're about to bring just because in our little pregame 15 minutes before <laughs> it's already like right like like you right. the podcast. That's that's what I, I I'm loving it, so I, I'm excited. And I ain't gonna lie, it kicked in smooth in the beginning. I was like, oh, oh, we we okay, we with it. We got a smooth thing going on here. Okay. I told you, man, I ain't gonna bring on nobody that's not gonna add his value, man. That's gonna interrupt <laughs> any in any of this flow. Because like I say, I got a vision, man. I ain't bringing nobody that don't align with that. And and in saying that, the reason why I wanted to bring you on, because like like I was telling Remy. I wanted to bring you on because if it's one person, well, I, I listen to everybody, but it's just certain people that you got in your life that when they speak, you shutting the hell up, and and and, and you one of them. Be, and and a lot of the reason why because of that is because the places you've been being, the the rooms that you've been in, and just that level of exposure that you've been exposed to is it's not a level of exposure that I've been that I've been exposed to. Like when I came down there to visit you, what, it was like three years ago. That was an exposure visit for me because I wanted to see what it looked like. What it looked like to wake up every day, be running your own business, and just just that day in and day out, day day in and day out of you know just just being being your own boss or whatnot. So I, I was there soaking up that exposure, and I always talk to Remy about it all the time. It's all about that experience and that exposure. So yeah. I guess just, just just start off on just speaking just a little bit about your story and to sum it up. Just just give the audience a little summation of you. All right, awesome, man. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Flint, Michigan, man, and um, had some trouble while I was there, and my mom ended up uh, sending me to my dad, who was in the Air Force in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which was a, a hell of a culture shock for me. But it, it was something that was needed due to, you know, some of the things that I was getting into. But uh, to keep it kind of pushing and moving forward, my dad was a military man, awesome guy, helped me put my you know life under control and in the right direction. So I... Uh, Ended up playing a little bit of uh, high school football and, you know, went to college. Didn't think I was ever going to make it to college or, you know, even finish high school. But I was able to finish those two, uh, you know, chapters of my life 
and excelling at those chapters of my life due to, you know, just the want to be something more than what I thought I was going to be. Right. Um, uh, I, I kind of tie it back to one of the podcasts I've seen you guys have where it's like that roadblock that everybody says that they can't, they can't, uh, you know, this happened, that happened. I couldn't do it. That was never a thought in my mind um, that I couldn't do it. It was the circumstances that I was in. I believe that it wasn't for me, but everything out there that I wanted, I could have. And that's the attitude that I take towards everything. And as my, my uh, one of my running back coaches said, every they say every every run is not going to be a touchdown, but it could be. So in, in my life, I look at everything like that, right? Like everything could be a touchdown. One block could spring. You could miss this. They could miss that. But every time you can score, you touch that ball. So I kind of took that aspect into life and, uh, like I said, excelled in football um, at high school, college. And then I, you know, made it to the NFL for a couple of years. Uh, only made it to practice squad, which at, at this rate, I just found out that, you know, less than 2% of uh, college football players make it. So, I mean, I guess I was a little bit more elite than I believed in myself to be. Um, and, and with that being said, I wish I would have known that then than to know it now because I would have played a lot harder and believed a lot more than what I believe. So um, after doing that, and it was a hell of a hell of a shock for me to lose the game that I love, that I kind of based my life off of and say, hey, now you got to be a real human being and get a job. So uh, the closest thing to me uh, to athletics was sales. I mean, I'm not going to let anybody beat me in anything if I have anything humanly possible to put toward it. So sales was another competition driven kind of basis for me. So I started working at Dell Computers for five years, man. And I excelled in that because the refuse to lose type kind of um, attitude. Um, and then I wanted to, you know, a, a bigger challenge, which was to own my own business and to take something from scratch and almost like raise a kid, right? It takes a village to raise a child and it takes a village and three more villages to raise businesses. Um, I had four vape shops that I took and Tried to make it, man. Just tried to make it my own brand and my my own thing. And it was it was a great, great, great learning experience. And this 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 actual podcast is going to be on exposure. Well, the exposure was great, right? Um, not all exposure is good, but in, in this sense, exposure was great for me because it taught me so many different things from that perspective. And then uh, after, you know, kind of running my businesses for two years, I felt like it was a chance for me to, or I picked up enough on my journey through that to be able to get back into corporate America and kind of not be the boss. Because it, it being my first time, it was rough, it was hard, but, you know, I did it. And I wanted to get back to where I wasn't making the decisions, but I was getting paid to make decisions uh, based off of my experience. So, um I went to a job at Ingram where I, I now currently work and, and uh, work from home as a remote employee to manage everybody else's businesses or, um, you know, to make sure this pandemic and this, you know, situation that we're in, I'm able to make sure that, you know, direct to consumers like yourselves or, or businesses are getting my customers product in a timely manner and, you know, basically doing what I did in my business for them, but 
for a lot more money, right? Um, so with, with that being said, that, that's a little bit about me. Um, as you know, it's it, there's so many other caveats and intricacies that I could get into, but just as a high-level overview of me, that's what my life looked like, and that's what I've been through, and that's a little bit about me. Oh, dang. No. What you got? Go ahead, because I seen you writing. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so w with the exposure, was um was exposure something natural, or was it something that you had to focus on and, and make a thing? Um, to be honest with you, there's one thing that my, my cousin does know. We don't need a lot of anything to be noticed. So we always been noticed. Somebody always watching, you know. So the exposure piece was really just me networking through it the proper way, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't know if you feel it or if you've gone through it, but you could be in a club. You could be at the grocery store. I can always feel somebody watching me. I can always feel somebody like, hmm, he carries himself a lot differently. You know, he's he's different. Right. I mean, if it be women, if it be children, like children just sitting in a buggy staring at you, like, what is around? Like, I got this aura around me, right? So the exposure piece right. was a little bit easier, but dealing with exposure is a lot harder than, especially when it's not, um, it's not warranted or it's not something that you're asking for and it's just happening. So it's, it's a lot to digest that exposure when it's naturally given to you. Mm. Okay. So it's, it's not a, it's not a switch that you can just cut on and off or for people who don't who feel like they cannot get any exposure can they focus on having that switch to turn it on and off? Oh, I would say 100%. I mean, but with exactly with exactly that, right? So you, you turning on that exposure, good exposure and bad exposure are exposure. So what exposure are you willing to take? And you can't just take the good and not the bad, right? Because I've seen the good and the bad exposure. So... You have to take the good with the bad exposure, and that's what people have the problem with, right? When they try to create their own exposure, that exposure, they only want the good, and they like everybody want to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be rich, but nobody wants to work. That, that's facts. And, and, and I love that you, you touched on that, because when you were speaking about the whole business experience and the exposure, and you was like, good or bad, like, I really believe that you learn more in those bad experiences than you ever do with the successful ones. Like the Man, bad, right? Because you, because you hold, because like we, it, it's like we winners, so we don't like to lose, but we understand that it's part of the game. But when we do lose, we gonna make sure it's not gonna be for that reason again. So like, just, just, just mm -hmm. those, just those different, like, like I. I didn't, I didn't reach the point in my life where I know I'm going to succeed, but I'm I'm kind of, I don't want to say looking forward, because you know how I am about, you know, just the all, overall mental, you bring about what you think about. But I, I guess I can say, like, I embrace those down times, because I know, like, I didn't got through, like, the lowest of the lows. So I'm like, this, this obstacle, 
is is slight work. Is is it's slight work. Period. Yeah, and like you said, with that, with that, with the good and the bad. Yeah, the good is good, but when the bad hits you, the bad is something that makes you question why. You don't ever question why when things are good. You always question why when things are bad, which means there's growth to be had. So, uh, for example, my history, right? When I was in college, I was number one running back in the, you know, in my conference for three years running. I was just, you know, I had great exposure, news, you know, people signing babies' foreheads, whatever you want to call it, right? But the first time I messed up and was ineligible for our bowl game, I'd never been on ESPN in my life, but I was on ESPN that day. And the whole world was able to see what I messed up on, right? And I came back even more fierce the next year because of what I went through then, right? So you kind of got to go through fire to to come out, you know, different. And and that's how they, you know, that's how they do uh, clay pottery and all that stuff, right? So you got to go through right. a kiln, burn up and burn up and burn up and burn up for you to look at you, you know, look the best you look when you come out and polished, right? So I. I feel like, like my cousin was saying, right, you've got to go through those bad times. If you have never experienced a bad exposure or a bad situation, you're not as strong as you could be, right? And everybody always getting good. It's just like when they do get that bad, that's when they want to give up. But I've been through so much bad that the good is not, doesn't phase me. The, the bad is what I, like you say, kind of look forward to because I want to get better. I have a drive. I'm compelled to be better than you know, what I was. So I got to, you know, I got to break my muscles down to build them. And that's how right. you get, right? That's how workout, working out works, right? You tear those muscles to pieces for your growth. So you can't just say, oh, I'm big today. You know, you can't just blow them up like SpongeBob did, right? You got to work them and tear them to get them bigger. Right. Okay. I, I know I'm uh, frozen on the camera, but I want to ask this since it's in my head right now with you uh, acknowledging the the more challenging moments or the negative moments and you know that that's going to be a positive for you is it more so the fact of you're you're more accepting of the challenges or seeking out the challenges or is it you're mostly uh, looking for the end result knowing that you're going to be successful in that challenge because it's bringing a positive so I got to go back to your statement and you say the negative. Uh, I wouldn't call it all a negative, right? I would call it an opportunity, right? So it's not negative mm -hmm. that you go through. It's an opportunity for you to get better, right? And it's all how you look at it. Uh, right. It's, that opportunity for me is to be the strongest I can be. And if you're complacent and you're okay with being just that guy, then you just be that guy. But I'm more looking for those opportunities to be better because there's nobody I'm in competition with ever, except for myself, right? Because if I know if I do everything I'm supposed to do, you can't beat me, you know, hang it down because, because I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight and fall and I'm going to die before you beat me. So I'm in control of myself. I don't give up. And I'm going to stop playing because I'm tired, because I'm facing myself, not because you can beat me, right? So that opportunity, even when you're working out on a daily basis and you get tired, it's not a negative thing that you're tired. It's, a, it's an opportunity for you to get more in shape. It's an opportunity for you to not have that happen again. So, uh, again, when you talk about that exposure, I, 
I would never call it a negative. You got your you got your positives and you got your strengths and you got your opportunities, right? And those opportunities become strengths later if you continue to fire go through them, right? Right. Dang that that <laughs> this one. all right. Remember that episode we did where I was like, "There is no such thing as a negative." Yeah, I, I was about to bring up the same thing. I'm like, oh. he, just, he just more expounded on that. Right. Yeah, I, I most definitely, I most definitely picked that up. I'm, I most exactly. definitely picked that up. And the, I, you I, wrote that down and made me think about that. Just, just before I forget, because because you mentioned about that that time where where you was in there before the bowl game. Like I remember because that's that's the that's my hope what my well i think it was my second time in new mexico i only been twice so yeah it was my second time there and i remember you being your name being mentioned on espn and i was like it was my first time was really like i'm like cuz been doing this thing for the last two years and he messed up one time and now y'all want to give him play time like so it was just like really my first Really, like I guess you want to say. I guess I can say my first lesson. Like, no matter how many W's you put in on the board, you got somebody waiting on that one L to magnify it and make it and erase everything that you did, and erase everything that you did. And and I, man, one of my one of my good buddies, Marshawn Lynch. He, if he ain't say it better than nobody. I have nothing to talk to you about because when you're going to talk to me about the good, you're going to talk to me about the bad and you're going to throw me under the bus. So I'm not going to say nothing. I was, I was told mm. to sit here. You going to ask my question. I was told to, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I see my name run across the ticker every hour on the hour ineligible for, game for at least two months. And, you know, at that point in time, right. You, you talk about those opportunities and you talk about those challenges is, I could have easily entered the draft that year and just said, screw mm. it. I don't owe nobody nothing. I may take I'm go, but that would have been me giving up, right? That would have been me saying, I don't want to deal with college anymore. I don't want to deal with what I did to myself. So coming back that next year, I felt it. I felt like I owed it to myself to and 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 the people that I let down, like my family, that I can do this, right? So that was the fire that I went through. I lost all my friends. I mean, he was there when it happened. Like, nobody was hitting me up. We ended up winning the bowl game, you know, all that stuff against Colin Kaepernick. Like, we, like, it was one of the worst situations. I didn't have my starting job when I came back. That was not this cat wanted. That was yeah. the bad one. I was there. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because I didn't even, I didn't even and that just to show y'all the love I got for him because I still went. Everybody was telling me not to go. Like he going down there to see him play and he ain't eligible. This I'm like, I don't care about that. Like, yeah, I yeah, I <laughs> went to the a bowl game. Well, I'm like, I'm with cuz. Like that that stuff don't matter to me. <laughs> and that's when that's when you know people rock with you, right? Because I lost a lot of friends that year. I lost a lot of people that I thought were friends. It, it showed me. Like everybody always say, you know, they kick you while you down type situation, right? But you ain't got to lay there and take them. You know what I mean? You can definitely move while you're on the ground. And while I was there, I was working my butt off to get myself back to where I needed to be from my mistakes, right? So um, that that 
playing into that being an opportunity is like you sometimes you'll never see these situations that are going to happen it's how you deal with them after they happen you know you can be as proactive as you want in your life and do all these things but something's going to happen that's going to cause you to have to react you ain't going to be proactive all day you're going to be reactive in some situations and how you handle those reactive decisions are going to tailor you as a person as a man as you know as a you know as a baby shit you get on a you go burn yourself when a dog bites you as a baby you know hey i will not do what i did before right because literally right we, right right but if you go around petting all dogs are nice you're gonna pet the wrong one one day you know what i mean are you doing things you're not supposed to do so again opportunities is is the right way to look at it and and the challenges that come up just give you a better uh, a better opportunity to make yourself stronger so yeah, I, i'm kind of glad you brought me on for the exposure conversation because you know what people think is that exposure is all good and you know people can get into religion and say jesus is all bad and all good whatever but there has yeah, to be yeah. an equal of good and bad for you to truly outweigh or weigh your life and how strong you truly are. Right. Now, with what you were just saying, I was uh, trying to apply myself as the example within that. And I'm like, I already know what my response would have been, especially if it felt like nobody was there uh, with me and really just taking advantage of me when I was down or whatnot. I would have just cut everybody off and went harder and focus in on whatever it is that I do in the dungeon by myself. Yeah, but see, but that, I, I don't think right? that would have been a good thing, though. It wouldn't, right? Because you had all, you know, just as much as I had my issues and I, you know, and I had that, that opportunity, right? What I was going to do when I came back, not talk to the press, not talk to the people who built me up to be the man that I was to all these people right so i couldn't shut off and not talk i had to talk about the good. i had to talk about the bad you know hey i made a mistake you know i was ineligible but i'm here now i'm ready to do what's right and i'm moving on you should too right um you can continue to fire me up and talk about what happened last year but this year you're gonna see a different me and when i came back my senior year i was bigger i was stronger i was faster and i I had another opportunity. I broke my shoulder in the fourth game of the season and missed two games. You know what I mean? So, like, it was more, um, you know, it was more, more if I can come back from this. Like, I lost all strength in my arm, lost all feeling, couldn't raise it. I played the game, and we won the game with the three touchdowns I had with my dead arm. Came back two wow. weeks later to play against the number seven team in the nation, and they told me I wasn't going to be ready. But – it's not about what they tell you. It's about what you can do and what strength you have, right? I mean, I'm resilient. Right. I'm, I'm not going to beat me, you know? And that comes from where we come from, where we was born, where we was raised, where it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So, you know, to cop out was giving up. And copping out and giving up is not an option. Hmm. Hey, can we get your face and not this creepy clown picture? I want to bag out, but it's like while y'all was talking, I was like, I don't want to miss nothing though. I want to just take it. But all right, I'm I'm gonna leave and come back. Oh, oh, that's why he had to do it. 
Chain of thought with all of that. Uh, I know, out. I know. I got a tendency to just run sometimes, man, and just keep it, keep it moving. I was about I to think, say. I've been through so much that I have so many examples, so many situations, so many things that happen that it's like I could just talk for days. Just crap that I've been through that you know made me who I am today. You know, so we gonna yeah. get it's gonna pop back in your mind because. I know, I know it is. It is. That's why I'm just gonna let keep talking and it's because I know he got stuff for days over there. I'm kind of just moving <laughs> off the yard too and jumping in when I when I feel sleepy because I'm I, I'm like you today, Remy. I'm stooping, so I, I'm doing a lot of listening because <laughs> a lot of this stuff like I haven't heard him like talk about it in the way he's talking about it. So it's like it's the first time I'm kind I'm hearing it in this way. So I'm I'm really absorbing it all in right it's almost now, like now. almost like a tv show right where they show you uh how to get a murder is one of my favorite tv shows but they show you what happened three weeks before it happened and then it's like damn that's why that happened and that's that's the, that's the way it worked out but like you were there for me when it happened but you didn't know my mind frame you didn't know what i was going through what i was thinking and that plays on what we was talking about earlier right you have an overall understanding of what I went through, but you don't know what I went through in my mind as to giving up, as to not wanting to continue, as to mm-hmm. the people that you thought were your friends and the people that loved you just left you because of a mistake, right? Because they weren't going to get the exposure that they wanted from me being the man that I was, right? So at that rate, it's, it's, it's literally almost like putting a puzzle together years later after you found the rest of the pieces for, for, for you, cuz, because it's like you were there and, you know, it wasn't my, uh, it wasn't my, you know, I didn't want to tell you what I was thinking because of, you know, what it would have weighed on you about, right? I kept it the same. I kept a straight face like, like we should and how I fight that battle internally so that I can continue to grow. I mean, I was a, a role model for you and you were a role model for me. I mean, you came down even when you knew things were messed up. Like, I don't know if I would have done the same for someone else, right? So it's like showing that un, you know, that untailored love for, for people not knowing what they're going through is, is, especially in their lowest or times where they have an opportunity to grow, um, sometimes I'm just saying, hey, cuz I'm there or hey, sister I'm there that that in itself gives them probably enough to, to fight through it and, and, and does, does that create a level of expectation to other people's eyes that you gotta live up to or is that just also pressure that you gotta deal with within yourself both both it's too fair yeah, it's twofold, right? <laughs> so they know you're strong, so they don't feel like they need to say anything. But then sometimes they should say something and you don't want them to say anything, right? So it's twofold. So they're going to hold you to a standard that, oh, he'll be all right. You know, just pray about it, you know, that sort of thing. When they should really 
do their due diligence as a loved one or a friend or whatever to say, hey, even if you don't want to talk about it, I'm here for you. And when you are ready, I'm ready to talk about it. You know what I mean? So it, it does give you that two-way street to where it's good and it's bad, you know, because you could lose out on a lot of people reaching out to you about are you okay because they already know you're okay because of what you've been through before. But that doesn't alleviate the fact that this one could have been the breaking point, right? You know, so absolutely. Right. And I absolutely relate to that because, and I had to check myself because with my whole dad situation, like I felt like certain people should have did more. I was like, damn, like I just lost my pops. Like, what the hell? Like, you, this, like, this bottom, like, you, where you at? Like, why I ain't heard from you, you know, like, like what's going on? But then I had to check myself. I'm like, this the expectations I didn't, I didn't set for myself. This I, I, I didn't set that standard. They, they, they may be thinking, they may be thinking about me, but they know how strong willed I am. They gonna know I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah, I figured it out. So it's like you flirt with like a, a real fine line, and like you have to really self assess and be like. Hold on, let me pull it, pull it back here. This is the standard I set for myself, so I have to, I have to act accordingly and and, re, and react to it in in, in, that, in that manner. So you know, I got one for you. This gonna kind of blow your mind, though. So we call ourselves human beings, right? We call ourselves humans, and we're better than animals. Which is, say, for example, a dog, right? A dog is an animal. We're superior to them because we're a human being. But do you know dogs and animals have a sense of feeling that a certain sibling or daughter or pup, whatever, is not carrying what it needs to carry to be an adult? And they work on that animal. Regardless on what precedence that, that, that pup or that child has set, that dog can feel that. And it either messes with them and bites them and bites them and makes them a little bit more tougher because it's missing that toughness. But as a human race, we we can't even feel that unless you're in tune with that person, right? It's something that you really have to be good good at to know. And that's coming from an animal, and we're supposed to be so much more sophisticated, right? And they do this on a daily basis to where they, you know, prime and prim and you know, teach their 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 you know their kids or their brothers or sisters how to hunt, how to do these things, but we set a precedence for ourselves that Oh, I can handle, you know, like you said, because losing your losing your pops, right, uncle, or I can handle because I've been blasted on ESPN, this, this, and that, you know, I can handle it. But you should know that it don't matter if they can handle it or not. You should still do your due diligence as a friend, as a family member, as whatever you are, to say I'm here, regardless of if you think they don't want to hear from you or not. I called, he called me right off the rip, but I'm gonna call, leave me a voicemail just so you, you hear my voice to know I'm here. Not make an excuse, oh, he didn't answer the phone. I really don't want to deal with this. It's mostly selfishness that doesn't allow people to reach out, not necessarily a precedence that you set, because that precedence doesn't matter. Like, like check on your strong friends, like they say. Like, you should always check on your strong friends, regardless if you think they got it or not. If you see them carrying a heavy ass box, yeah, they could probably handle it, but you're gonna say, hey, you need some help with that. You know, so again, 
taking it back to us being a sophisticated race or a sophisticated, you know, people, human beings, right? Animals have it as easy as saying, she's missing something. I'm going to have to make her do this. I'm going to bite her a little harder. I'm going to, you know, scold her with a couple barks, whatever it may be. But, you know, that's why I say, and I still say to this day, if an ant walked up to me and started telling me some stuff about the sky, most people would be like, that's freaky, that's scary, I'm about to run. But I'm going to sit there and listen because if an ant started talking to me, that means he got something to say and I need to be listening. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't think like that. Right. I don't know if I was listening if he was talking about the sky because he never been there, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> he, got, he got a high level view of what, what it is. <laughs> Literally. Right. Right. But just just right. to go with on your like the level like that can be said with like any animal. But I, I talk to Remy about this all the time. Like the human race species or whatever you want to call it, we we such we we just such superior to anything any living organism, but we don't act as such. And we don't tap yep. to the things that, that 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 make us that that make us that superior living organism because you know like like you were saying with the ant the ant is tapped into like its strengths like an ant can live what is it a hundred times its body weight like it's mm -hmm. carrying around this little crumb do you understand like that's thousands of pounds compared to that ant like but it's tapped into its its superior strength. It is yep. like you saying with the dogs. That's that's the strength. Like they they know how to they know how to bring value to themselves. Like oh, you missing that? I got you on that. Like I got you mm -hmm. on that because that, that's what I do. And, and I, I love that you mentioned that because I, I talk I talk about it to mention a lot because I'm yeah. the type of person that I. I love people, but I cannot, I cannot absolutely, I cannot stand people. You know? <laughs> I, I love people, but I cannot stand people. And I used to think that it was like, it was just like something like I really needed counseling over, but it's, it's real. It's how my personality made up. Like I can deal with people, but too much people overload. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you, you starting to sound too ignorant. Man, for real. Now, no, let's, right. Uh, you got. You got to go. I, I. I need to isolate. I need to self, self quarantine. Regrounding time. <laughs> uh, that's for real. I, I feel the same way. Even when, like, the different standards that I will hold within myself, my, my own morals and ethics and whatnot. With me knowing that I would act or do this in a certain way, when it comes down to those moments where, and I feel like I'm at my bottom or I'm at my low, even though in in my world, the way I perceive it, this low moment is really gonna present a positive for me at the end of the day, just because of what I'm acknowledging within myself, that also comes across like when I see somebody else not focusing on the, the same way I would respond if it was them. And I'm like, yo, like, really, why, why you didn't do that? Like, why you didn't come around and help or why you didn't speak up or whatever? And I end up distancing myself from people just because of, the, you know, how I built myself and the way I think. And I'm like, why you didn't do that at the end of the day? So and it could be family so, or friends. I deal with so the same. We, yeah. And, 
And I say all the time, like, how I deal with that, just right off rip, I go, everybody not built like me. I need to, I need to stop putting the expectations I got on myself and thinking everybody else going to move like that because – I've been shown time after time that I'm I'm one of a kind. Like not necessarily I don't want to say one of a kind because we all are one of a kind, but I just I, I, I just yeah. I just tick at a different at a different TikTok, I guess. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just different. It's just different from what's what people normalize, man. And and I and I get way more peace now because I don't put expectations that I have my on myself on other people i let them like show me what your expectations are and i'm not gonna necessarily come down to it but you make me aware of what they are so i can act accordingly like don't don't let because ain't that's the mean don't uh don't introduce me to a vibe that you can't maintain like don't introduce me to a vibe that you can't maintain like if you if you if i'm here and you trying to come up don't try to come up here with me Stay where, stay where you need to be, and I'm gonna adjust accordingly. That don't mean I'm gonna come down there to you, but that means I know when I'm in your presence, like I gotta react a certain way. Because if you try to come at me strong, you know, joking and blah blah, you better have thin skin because that's the standard you set it, and that's how I'm about to come back at you. Because that's right. that's that's how I, I I handle that all day, yeah. every day. So I, I think about it like this too, and I and I have my opportunity with certain things like that is I I try not to hold people to the standard that I live to or live at because mm, certain things affect people differently. Like uh, people I know are like, oh my god, man, I ain't got no money in the bank, and you know I can't do this and I can't do that. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get upset. You're not doing anything about it. Have you ever lived out of your car? Have you ever had to just have nowhere to live? I have. I've come back from it twice. And you worried about this small thing? But I then have to check myself at that rate, right, too, because everybody's not like me. And then also, I can't be mad at them because there's that might be their biggest struggle, you know? That biggest struggle that they lost their job or that... I lost my job. That's not that big of a deal for me because I know I'm resourceful enough to get another one quick enough to not have to feel that hurt. But other people are like, this is the only job I've ever had. I've never been taught this. And that may be a mountain to them, but minus that being a molehill for me. So I, I'm working on myself to not just only hold, uh, not hold people to my standard, but be not even sympathetic, but be a little bit more understanding that everybody is built differently and their levels of being able to handle certain things are different um because it's, it's kind of twofold that i could be upset that they're worried about this like that's 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 what you're worried about bro no. it doesn't matter that's their own battle that's their own opportunity that they have to fight and it may be a molehill to me but it could be a mountain to them so being able to you know give them you know, some kind of insight or, you know, just say I'm here is it, good enough. Because sometimes people yeah. just want you to listen. They don't want to answer. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I was about to mention the same as that, the two things that you just mentioned. Either you just got to just just listen 
or you got to be like, hey, I know where you feeling like you feeling like it's rock bottom, but I've been there twice, bro. Like, I, yeah. and so, like, me telling you that is like, I know it's possible to be for somebody to come back from it because I did. Not saying, not necessarily telling them that they're going to come back from because you don't know the effort somebody going to put into towards their you know them picking their own self up because that's what it really takes like you have to decide and make a choice like i'm not about to be here yeah i'm not about to be here and by any means i'm gonna be somewhere that's not here (laughs) when when it's all said and done so yeah Yeah. i I love that because i take that same exact approach yeah, and it's hard. Now, it's does hard that create room? Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. You no, you go ahead. I was, you I was saying, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was gonna say in those moments because I'm still applying myself to all of these situations and examples, and I, like I said, I know my initial natural reaction is I'm just gonna distance myself at the same time, but with what y'all are saying, does that? also create a, a a room of opportunity for me to really expose myself in helping them just because of how I'm looking at things, even though I know I would help them in this situation, but just because I'm expecting them to do the same thing for me, it may just be the fact that they don't even know how or they never even engaged in that in that moment to have that thought or to even act on that level. Should I present yeah, myself in that you, you can't expect them to say the right thing because you don't know what they've been through unless you have you know what they've been through right right they may not be able to speak on it so at the end of the day for them the best thing is if you've never been at that level of where you need that help is to say i'm here for you in any way that i can be right um and you're a distancer so am i i'm an internal i'm an introvert all day every day some people that i've seen at our family reunion when they came to Nashville said i ain't seen you in 15 years or spoke to you and you ain't try to either. So at the end of the day, you know, being internal. Oh, I was on my space. Hey, cuz, I need you, bro. If you want to get connected with I was on cuz, cuz helped me through a breakup through my space. Like that was my only means yeah. of connecting uh-huh. with him. And he coached me through all of that. And I remember that. <laughs> message to this day because it sent me on a run of my life. <laughs> it sent yep. me on a yep. run. That's a different level. And, 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 and I'm talking I about when it, just, when it just came to females. I, I, just to sum it up, it was like, cuz, yep. you gotta you gotta get on and get on down <laughs> to, to keep it PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I went on the run of my life, and then I met Cherish, and then the rest history. So, but yeah, right, I, right. I, I was curious how you was going in that. I was curious how you was going. <laughs> no, that was early. My space, you, you got to think about the time. My space was way back in the day. But uh, no, he he's right, man. And I, and at that point in time, I've been there. So you know, the exposure that I got to see is you know he may not have seen, and you know. That, like the reason why he calls me brother is because of the things we've been through, right? And the the, the truths that I've 
exposed to him and the truth that he's exposed to me about myself, even when he ain't had to say nothing, right? Um, and then even when he did say something. So uh, at the end of the day, like to kind of help you with you know, your opportunity, you can't expect too much from somebody, but that don't mean run into your own cave, right? That means you're strong enough and you know you're strong enough to handle it. Don't expect it from them, but if they give it, definitely you know provide to them hey i really appreciate what you did you didn't have to and go from there my thing is if i'm gonna go through something that i know somebody has experience with and i'm struggling i'm not gonna go you know back to the back cave and try to figure it out because i'd rather learn through you know somebody's wisdom than have to well i i just started this this to be this way in my older age is I'd rather somebody tell me who had experience and wisdom than experience myself, because at the end of the day, all it is is listening and, and, and listening is a true art to listening. Um, I, I went through a seminar where uh, even even in this and I've, I've been watching you guys. Right. And, it, and it's funny because you guys are truly listening. There's an art to listening and a lot of people don't do it. So a lot of people, when when you're listening, I could say everything I'm saying to you right now. But you're thinking about things in your mind that are not about what I'm talking about or you're writing something down or you're multitasking that now in this world, you are more valuable to people when you can multitask, but you're actually less valuable because you're not listening. Right. So when you're listening, you have full you're paying attention. And I'm a listener. Like I'm a true listener because I can tell you everything you said like that. I've always been that way because I'm listening to you. But a lot of people either gonna interrupt you when you talk, they're gonna be writing something, they're gonna be thinking about something. But we were forced at one point in time to sit there and listen. And they said, I want you to listen to this person, have a conversation with them, look them directly in their eyes and don't answer or say anything. The most awkward thing in the world to look at somebody while they're telling you something, you don't say anything. And they're looking for you to say something because that's how you have a conversation. So at the end of the time, it's like, right. well, what do you remember by what they said? And he said, I don't know, because I was too busy thinking about what he was thinking because I wasn't responding. Well, you weren't listening, right? So the art to listening is sure. truly putting everything aside and hearing, digesting, and being able to bring it back, right? And that's not what a lot of people do. A lot of people are going to try to jump in, or they're going to try to you know, do something else or text or do something like that. Again, we're so valuable nowadays yep. to being able to multitask, but we lost the whole meaning of listening and listening. And, you know, even when it comes to women or, and, you know, your relationship at work, if you truly listen, the person knows you're truly listening and they respect it a lot more and you catch it a lot more. Right. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I seek out people sometimes when I'm having issues just to listen to what they could say and how I can apply it instead of going into the back cave, thinking about the same things that I've always thought about right. that got me here. Yeah. I need new information. I need new stuff to, to, to bounce off the wall or, you know, see if it's going to stick. So I, I talk to people who are influential, smart, who, I mean, it's not just book smart, who's been through stuff. I mean, you can go down to, you know, to the corner store and find a, 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 a bum or a wino that you could talk to, you may not want to, but they'll tell you some shit that they've been through that'll change your life. I was just about to say, I heard this one, we go into this exposure and one of my mentors, a guy from online, he, he always used to say, 
even even a homeless a homeless man is an expert on survival and survival. Yep. Like you can learn more about survival from somebody that's homeless than you can that you interacting with every day because that person is surviving mm -hmm. every single day. They figuring out how to survive. So I love that you said that because that that's so true. Once you take it to the next level, right? It's are you surviving in life or are you living? Right? I want to live. I don't want to survive. Right. Surviving to me is barely getting through. I want to live. So, uh, right, oh, you can definitely. A better word is yeah. thriving. Are you surviving exactly. or are you thriving? Correct. That's exactly. I want to thrive. You know, that's my message. That's my whole thing. Like we was talking about it last week when I was talking about the, the private jets, the yachts, the planes, and stuff like that's part of me wanting to thrive in life and i just don't want to be average like it's just not a desire of me to be average like i feel this stuff within me so it's like you telling me i can't have it it's like you telling me i can't like i can't i can't go out to the car and you know turn the key of the car that's mine because that's how i think of the things that have yet manifested into my life like that is mine like it has yet to be coming to the physical, but the fact that I desire it, you can't tell me I can't have it. I know it's mine. Right, right. right. And I know with when it comes down to levels of like like you said, the desire and that that can even fall into levels of just having faith and still acknowledging people that have given you advice through whatever they've been through, no matter of how successful or not they have been. The wisdom that they can provide is through the fact that they went through it. Now, on the on the other side of that, I also think about certain people where they feel like they don't have anybody to talk to at the end of the day. So, can they focus on who they are as as a person, that their inner voice, that intuition, or does that into that inner voice? Who you are as a person, your your own morals and ethics. Does that shift your own inner voice just because your morals and ethics aren't, you know, what they're supposed to be? I mean, you could say that. I mean, and when I hear people out, right, and somebody comes to me and talks to me, you have to put away your own feelings sometimes. And a lot of the reason why people do things like that is it's ego. It's what they believe, right? You can't, you cannot come from a judgmental perspective when you're trying to help somebody through their own struggles, right? You have to come from a either a factual base or something you actually been through. You can't come to them with emotion. Emotion is just, it, it's going to tear it apart because they're already emotional about the situation it's you have to come more with facts it's going to cause more resistance because they yeah. don't get combative they already coming to you at in a high emotional state so it, it's mm -hmm. like you can't you can't add fire to fire and expect it's going to go out you got to be an equalizer when it when it comes to it and like you said you got to come with straight back or draw or if you like know the person more on a personal level you know, come with them with a nice little parallel. Like, remember that time when we was over here and you did this? And then I was like, 
you, you should have, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring, you gotta bring that emotional level down a little bit before you get. get hey man, I, I didn't dealt with people because I'm. I don't know. I think it's just something with our family and just the way we made, just the way we made up. People come to us for shit, <laughs> like and wanting to get off their thoughts and come through problems and advice. And it's like, yeah. And I didn't deal with like just so many different situations. Uh, and from those learning experiences, it's like, oh, I can't come at everybody the same way, you know? Because if they you come right, in. Right. Just you just causing more resistance. You ain't helped them. Like you added to their problem at that point. Right. Yep. That's one hundred percent correct. So, well, I had one thing I was gonna say um, that you just mentioned uh, about people coming to you, um, but it'll come back to me. Yeah. Okay. Last last one. This is probably well. It ain't really my last one, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna say this is my last one. <laughs> in regards to giving people that advice, especially if you know that you can help them in that situation, is there a cutoff point? Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about this before, man. We didn't talk about this before on a previous podcast. <laughs> Because, hell yeah, it is, man. Because <laughs> even knowing that your advice is really helping them and you're seeing the change is oh, like okay, 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 okay. Let me get here more context then. Like, if that's the case, absolutely, absolutely, you you keep on. If you if you're seeing progress, absolutely, you keep pouring into that person. But if they just keep, yeah, we talked about it before. They keep running into that wall. I'm gonna be like, have fun with that wall over there. And, and when you finally listen to me about how to get over that wall, I'll be there for you. But don't come back to me until you listen to me, until I show you. I keep telling you how not to run into it. Right, 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 right. No, no, no. I get, I get that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that one. I get that one. I just be getting irritated. Because that's our job. That's our job, like, here as mankind. Just as this human, just period, is to pour into each other. You know what I mean? To pour in each other and help each other grow. Yeah. That's a lot of the reason why I wanted to do the podcast because it was a platform to pour into people and not being in the same room with it. They can go to a right. click of a button. We time this like so everything we talk about can be talked about five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever, it's, it's going to be, because like we was talking uh, last week, yep. these universal yep. laws have been the same since forever. Like, they have been governing like the same, they have been the same forever, so all that stuff is timeless. Like, so, like, that's our job to pour into each one, one another, and that's, like, part of the problem that's going on now in our society. Like, we like as a whole we too focus about this race here this race here that race there when it should just be we should be pouring in <sighs> for, for, i'm trying to i'm trying to watch the way i word this because it's it is it is it's all a lot of part of the systematic you know racism that we got in society but it's so much time and that's why it's because we grew up with learning 
about all these other cultures and only pouring into one culture they don't know shit about us like they don't know nothing about us outside of slavery and we was one <laughs> of slaves like that's the only thing that they know about us because we didn't spend so much time pouring into this, this western civilization pouring into one culture if we spend more time you know actually sitting down in the room like non-judgmental tell me why right. you feel the way you feel i tell you why i feel the way i feel and we come to a middle ground and we better we come to better understand because that's what it's boiled down to that's where the hate come from because it's been misinformed they've been misinformed on our culture for years and they they lack understanding and like we lack the understanding because we like shit. we like fuck us so it's fuck you too and that's not a that's not a it's not a progressive mindset mentality it just all come about i mean it came back it came from it came from uh laziness right and 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 the ability to control um, I mean, let's just be real. A lot of people don't feel as though, let's say, oh, I mean, I got to go clean that up. Some people are more like, I want that person cleaned up so I can sit here and be lazy, right? A lot of people ain't going to go clean it up themselves. And if you think about it, all that comes right. from is, like you said, the lack of knowledge. It comes from laziness and it comes so, from being more smart and intellectual to say, if I can make somebody do this, based off of fear and I ain't got to do it and I make money. Oh yeah, that's easy. That's a done deal. But and if you can also take it that next step. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just fear. And at the end of the day, if you take that other step and say, after a while, you have people like what? Nat Turner who said, wait a minute, that don't make no damn sense, right? We outnumber them 200 to one. Why are we doing what they tell us to do? Like we're smart enough. We obviously run this whole thing, right? So it, it's really the lack of knowledge, fear on their side and ours, you know. So it's really kind of level setting and saying, this is like you said, no judgment zone. Why do you feel this way? And half of the reason why, once you get to the bottom of it, is I don't know. I was taught that, you know, and it was just bred in two people, you know, and that just becomes ignorance so, because you took something somebody said without facts. You just took it because that's what they said. And it, but you know, like, so even though it, it's systematically in the system, because if you look at definitions of white, pure, you know, clean, then you go to black, everything, like Muhammad Ali said it years ago, timeless, you, these laws, this shit has been around. Black male, black boy, blacklist. Like anything that's associated with the color black is right. evil, you know, dirty, dirt. You know, it's like so it's like it's it's oh man, it's we we so far from being where we need to be because like I really do believe like I'm around I really I believe this with the just the it just goes to that exposure, me just being around different I guess you can say Caucasians. I really believe it's this group of Caucasians that I'm around. They believe it's easier being black. Like they, they, they really believe that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's the ignorance. That's when I, I go to tell you when I think I might have mentioned it to you before. Like racism ain't a black people problem. It's a them problem. 
Like that's a them problem because it's something within them, like that that got them feeling the, the feeling the way they feel. Like yeah, we can carry ourselves in different lights in them, but even in that, like carrying yourself a certain way, that's the shit they put on. No, it said you had to be like that. They 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 say you got to be in the suit and tie to look a certain type of way to be accepted a certain type of way and whatnot. Like that's cultural norms that. They established that they they made those rules. Like we've been we've been playing by a rule book that really wasn't meant for our culture because uh, a, a lot of these things that like we look down upon as a culture is like that that or that was made for that that are that are things like that we I guess you can say that we should and like to go like chains or whatnot. They've been flipped to to like. To, to be like stereotypes that's like a bad thing and like that's that's not the case it's yeah they they have their place all the those possessions and the stuff they have their place and you're not supposed to put yourself over them and you have to be able to release all of them and be okay with losing it all because you understand everything was with, with them but man it's just uh, oh man so yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a conversation that can take all day. But I, I will say this, right? Though they say it's easier to be, um, you know, black, right? They say it's easier to be black than it is to be white. They would love to do this, whatever, right? But if you talk to somebody who's been in jail their whole life, it's easier to be in jail than it is to be out in the, in the real world. You know, yeah, you get three hot. You know what I'm saying? It down to exposure. They haven't been exposed in situations where they was like, where they they haven't been in situations where they was with other black people, and because of their white privilege, it got them through a door. Like they just haven't been exposed. But but I I, I digress if I get to talking and then get on another energy that I don't want to get on because. The ignorance of some is just so. No, uh, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. All right, I already know I said I, I had a last question, but now this is my last question. This is my last question. So even with all of that, what we just said, acknowledging that, the understanding, the lack of them not being able to understand, knowing that they was taught this way, and still not seeking a greater acknowledgement of how it became that way. Whose court is the ball really in then? Is that on us or on them? It, especially on if they're acknowledging that's all of those things, is it on us to present that or no? It, it's, 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 so again, in life, it's about what? Owning your own learning. And they used to say, if you want to hide something from a black, black person, hide it in the book, right? If they don't want yeah. to know, they'll never want to know, right? You can't go force it down. You know, you can't force feed it to them. They're not going to listen. So you got to own your own learning or they got to own their own learning to understand uh, and have the awareness around, okay, I want to know more. Why? Right. But you can't force feed it to them, you know? And that's what I think we've been trying to do is force feed it to them. And they're like, I don't eat this shit, you know, until they're ready to digest yeah. it and ready to, to, to really want to understand right now. That's, that's an escape for them. It's not, Oh, I don't know. And I, I don't know. You know, so that's an excuse. But when you look at it and they say, uh, like they say in the Bible, if they say, you know, it's better to know, it's better to not know than to know and do nothing about it. So they're going to play ignorant. 
and, and until until it's in front of them and they have to learn it right so yeah you can't force it yeah. at all yeah and the, and the great example of that right now is when cap started this kneeling stuff and the nfl was against it they was no you gonna stand he still don't have a job because of this day but now they sing and lift every voice before every uh game now because somebody like they was forced to be like look we gotta start changing our tone like we gonna start it started hurting them in the pockets a little bit like they seen you know they, seen they was doing over here they like hey these brothers over here they they shut it down for a day threatening for the Would rest you, of the year you so, know why though right it's because we outnumbered them a hundred to one <laughs> so at the end of the day history repeated itself you know you're gonna take we're gonna take money out of your pocket because we understand you know everything about it but at the end of the day you know we outnumber them 100 to 1 and we're going to hurt them more from a you know, everybody's on board now you know they may not do shit about it but they on board or they gonna make a statement that they on board because they could lose money right if, if nike get behind cap and nike is a big contributor into any sport what you gonna do you gonna you gonna mold and bend you may at home dog cuss the shit out of people about what's going on but you know how to Keep your pockets lined and and i think about that i mean me living in the south right so i'm in tennessee i'm in you know alabama i'm in these places where this was prevalent and you think about every school that's in the south alabama lsu Ole miss these are all heavy slave states that have the majority black football players and you have the most diehard alabama caucasian people out there rooting for this predominantly black team and then they're the main one saying that it's okay right no they because they can't maybe looked at that sport as a as people as still as slaves right you still running the ball and you're still doing something that entertains them so at the end of the day they don't want to earn that learning they want to keep it as, as they say it's history as something that is something that stays the same yeah, once you get below that Bible Belt in the South, it get a little different. I stand yeah, that Mason Dixon line is the real thing. You said what now? That Mason Dixon line is the real thing. Absolutely, and I understood Nashville was on the border mm. of it <laughs> because I've been, I've probably been in that, Nashville, probably been like just. The southern state I've been to the most, and like you ago, and it was, and I had been. We went to Nashville at a time at, at the beginning of Trump mania. That's what I'm gonna call it, the beginning of Trump mania. So they were, they were Trump real, mania. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were real confident on who they were, and I got there thinking, like, man, I'm about to have to deal with deal with somebody, and it was totally the opposite. They was loving, warming, accepting. I didn't get no type of dirty looks or nothing. I went below. Then maybe the year after, we we into the the deep uh, the Trump mania. They really showing their face because he in there now. <laughs> like like he in there now. I'm right. in Texas. I'm in Texas below the belt. And no, three fucking times. The first night I was in there. Great racially profiled, told that they want stepping no reservation. 
and they let the people in behind us <laughs> with our reservations, you know, in the 7-Eleven, sitting to the side, waiting for my cousin to get the rest of his stuff. I'm sitting there, pay for my stuff. Are you going to pay for that? I'm like, and I just look at her, but look at her like, what you talking about? You need to go check the camera? Like, I'm waiting on my cousin. So, like, I, it, it, it's it's a whole different bargain once you get below that belt. They, they get to show on like, what you doing around here? Like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so seats take in here too. Like that's how they fit. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah, yeah, man. So like, I like just that different exposure. Like it's just just tied back into the podcast. Just dealing with that different type of exposure because I I say it all the time. I used to. Then racially profiled until I got racially profiled by one. Like, hold on. Like, I mean, I literally it goes back to what you were saying. Like, when you sitting down with somebody and they believe a certain thing, you can't tell them no other, no other way. Because when I was sitting there trying to be told, cuz, cuz, these cops, these cops, man, they ain't for us, this and that. I'm like, Man, they ain't doing that. They get protect and serve. They they go. They just doing their job. What was you doing? You know, I'm like, like on some self aid stuff. Like, what was you doing? Right, right. <laughs> them to do it like this. They ain't just gonna do it for no reason. Until I experienced and was exposed to it, I'm like, these motherfuckers ain't shit. <laughs> like, just, just like just completely. So that's that's so yeah. I I love that. Just how that just you know just came back. You know, oh yeah, you just went full circle on that one. I did, man. And on that note, we're gonna, we gonna we're gonna cut the podcast off right here because we got some extreme value. Uh, we didn't even went over our one hour a little bit until like right. I'm sitting thing. here looking like, oh dang, we doing overtime low key. I don't even feel like yeah, it. you know how I am. I'm usually strict on the time, but when I get into a flow, I just be like, let's go until we right. Yeah. You got well, anything? What's what? Lasting statement? Yeah. You got anything you want to leave with? I mean, I think we left it all out there, to be honest with you, right? It's 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 everything, and I even want to go back and kind of watch what we what we've done today to kind of make sure that you know if there's any kind of follow ups to the 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 methods of the madness of you know certain people being exposed to certain things, right? It's it, I mean, I think you can find answers to every part of your, your your life based off of your exposure to certain things, right? But if we always make sure that instead of it being a, a negative, right, it's an opportunity for you to grow and be better and understand and embrace the fact that the bad things or the opportunities that happen in your life are always going to be the things that make you stronger. I told you good job the whole your whole life you'll never know what turmoil was or what hardship was right so look forward to those times where you fall down and you gotta force yourself to get up because you never know how strong you are until that happens so I, I think like you said this was a great kind of full circle type situation where love it love that adversity you know love you know I'm not saying yeah. just go run out there and fail right but <laughs> it's gonna happen and when you do look at it as something that's going to make you stronger versus something that's just always happening to me. Yeah, definitely. 
don't even want to add nothing to that. I, 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 I was going to say the same thing. thing. I'm like, we're going to let the guests end the show on this one because I, 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 I ain't about to come up after that. He <laughs> 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 to add to it. <laughs> But man, we it was our I'm pleasure man, having you on today, man. Is I you know how much I appreciate you coming Back. on, adding your value, man. And and I'm gonna be real. Like I thought a couple times, like I think we got another person on our podcast because this boy, like, oh my like, god, the, the, the chemistry, man. The chemistry, like is this type of chemistry is hard to. It's it's hard to create. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to create, but we most definitely want to have you back though. It, yeah, it ain't got to, not, but we most definitely want to have you back. Yeah, any anytime, man. I, like I said, I got a, a a multitude of situations that could you know definitely. I mean, thought about writing a book, but I you know I ain't you know I ain't trying to put all the secrets out there. But at the same time, right, you know, there's it, a lot right. of things that have been and that you've been through and that our different walks of life could teach certain people and i mean even if it be that you know i may be a different kind of person that's been exposed to something maybe that's gonna give some youngster a chance to say dang he went from this to this to this to this you know and it gives them hope or it gives them something to strive for so i mean i'm i, I like i said i really appreciate it i mean y'all inspire me from just one conversation that i've seen before so yeah i'm more than more than happy to be back whenever so, appreciate you love always love and remy you don't got nothing uh, our audience, no, nope. we love y'all we appreciate y'all for tuning in <laughs> we holler at y'all next week let's create let's create